1: Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Welcome to Heard at Sports Radio.
0: Colorado has knocked off the defending national champions. Number one team in the country to start off 2023 20, 24 The final 92-78 as they beat the LSU Tigers. To the game for the Huskers. Wiltshire, step back three. Knocks it down. It's tough Pass into Montgar for the clue. He's an athletic young man.
1: Bounce pass inside. Weber, what a finish. And he gets the foul.
0: Curry with the ball. A chance for a winning part of this four-gamer. They can somehow beat the defending champions. Curry glides to the rim. Around and down for Stephen Curry. He kicks it. Brennan's for three. It's off. Jimmy with the rebound. And that's it. This one belongs to the Heat.
1: What a week. 107. And this is returnable. This is absolutely. Low. And he has fielded it at the 13. Sets up his blockers, running left to right.
0: There we go, Darius Davis. 35, 40. Turn on the jets, Darius. 40, 30, 20, 10. Darius Davis. House call. Touchdown, Chargers.
1: And so, you know, my number one job is always to advocate for these guys and 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 push these guys to be great. I do want to say that, like, this is kind of this is kind of that part of it's kinda it's, I don't know right, word, it's kind of crappy, right? It's also good for our guys to learn, like, hey, you know what? No one cares, no one feels sorry for us. Like, those plays happened in
0: this game last week, and you know what? They didn't change the score. We care, Coach Rule, we care. Here on Herd Out Sports Radio. We care all the time. All the time. I'm Robbie Lula, that's Andrew
1: Robert. ELE. Everybody love everybody, right? <laughs> I think that was a coach rule quote. <laughs>
0: Maybe it was a different locker room speech.
1: We are. It's I'm Those true. plays happened in this game last week, and you know what? They didn't change the score.
0: They, they didn't change the score, unfortunately. Uh, we're here live on Herd at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, wherever you uh, stream the show, as well as uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we've got a terrific show planned for you this morning. We have... Matt Marine is coming up at 8 a.m. He's going to talk a little Creighton basketball with us. It is the opening night of the season for the Jays. It was the opening night in college basketball in general last night. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a impressive performance by Nebraska last night. <laughs> I was I, there. You were there. We'll <laughs> get to that in a minute. Uh, we've also got Jordan McAlpine. Am I saying that right? You got it. There, we, nailed it. We're going to mm-hmm. talk a little on it. <laughs> Omaha hockey and NCHC hockey as well with Jordan. Maybe and, even touch a little bit on the hot start in the NHL. Just a little just bit, just a just little, little bit. Just, yeah, just you know, just
1: some of the teams in the Like, did you realize the Knights let off the season 10-0 and one? I did not. Yeah, and their first loss was to the Ducks <laughs> of all teams. Like th- those type of
0: things. We'll talk with Jay. Jay I say J A, but it's J M A, J M A. Well, we're good with that. Uh, we, we'll talk to Jordan at 8:45. At nine o'clock, we'll talk to one of our favorites, Mike Schaefer from Husker 24/7. Mm. Always entertaining with Schaefer there. Uh, we will see if. I he's, wonder what war we'll talk about today. Yeah, see if he's still. Uh, <laughs> Still emotional over the Josh Dobbs performance, see if, you know. I want to know if he shaved off his eyebrows. <laughs> just in solidarity. Uh, and then we'll have our hurt At Hot Seat to wrap up the show. Yes! At the end of the uh, show for you here today. So that is what we've got on deck for you. Uh, let's start off with, you know, I know there's a ton of really good Matt Rule audio to get to um, but you were out at Nebraska mm-hmm. and Lindenwood last night. Nebraska, <laughs> thanks for thanks for giving my team a little listen.
1: Got to go, you. you L-U, thanks right? for adding that in there because you, all you could have just said you were at Nebraska
0: last night, but you added in Lindenwood. Listen, You're a nice guy. I'm trying to make sure that Lindenwood, the Lions, get their cred here, um, <laughs> which they do not deserve <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Nebraska basketball, though, no. So it was actually really encouraging last night because Nebraska basketball. We talked to Sauter yesterday mm-hmm. about. You know, I don't really know who's gonna play. I don't know exactly what that situation looks like, and a lot of guys play. Which played, is why Lindenwood plus twenty-two looked pretty good after we talked to Sutter. Yeah, it looked it looked reasonable at the very least, and um, a lot of the guys that Nebraska was a little unsure about, like uh, like Most and um, who were a couple, uh, Alec, we weren't totally mm-hmm. sure about. Um, Ke- Kase didn't play. but I thought Bryce played pretty well. Yeah, Bryce did play pretty well. Uh, Madar Diop, who we weren't totally sure what his status was. Boy, can he jump and jump high. Man, he, he's, a, he's one of those guys Sauter was talking about just athletically jumps off the page against other really good athletes. Um, so that was uh, good to see him. Sam Hoiberg had a nice night, 15 yeah, points. Yeah, he played really well. I was impressed with his performance. I think he's going to play real minutes for this team. I really do. I think he has to. Yeah, well, especially when we talked about the point guard spot yesterday, right? I just he seems He's to, such a good facilitator. Yeah, and I mean he can shoot it, which really helps. You can yeah, I did. dude just kept hitting threes, and I'm like, come on, man, you can <laughs> cool down, <laughs> just chill out, all right? You guys already won. Um, you Spored
1: know, 51 in the first half, and I'm sitting there in my tears, <laughs> just a pool of my tears, shame pool
0: of your lindenwood tears. Yeah, uh, but no, Nebraska, they they had a bunch of guys. A play that that they were a little bit iffy on, Mm -hmm. and honestly, they looked good. Moss had 13, Williams had 13, Wilcher had 13, Alec had 11, and Hoiberg with 15. A good start to the season for Nebraska, even without Tominaga. Rink was most impressive to me, Okay, and it was not
1: even his work on offense. It was defensively. Okay, As a big man, uh, you know, because that's what the sole focus was coming into the season, right? And we talked about it with Sauter yesterday. How do you replace production of Derek Walker? Yeah. Yes, on offense, but also what he brought to you on yeah, defense. He's a I versatile mean, defender. And he's physical, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and that's half the battle. And, and, and college basketball is just being bigger than maybe someone, someone well, that's even and taller than you. finding
0: someone who's willing to put in that physicality. Yeah, because- body up. Listen, there's some guys, you know, you, you've got these 6'9", 6'10 guys that want to play on the perimeter. They don't want to bang down low. And you need a guy whose mentality, you know, it's, we talk about it with football all the time. On the offensive line, yeah, you might have a guy who meets all the measurables. He's 6'6", he's 320, he mm-hmm. moves well. But you need a little nasty in you. And it's kind of the same thing when basketball. I get it's a totally different level of physicality, but... You have to have a mindset that you really want to get down there, and that I think, as much as anything, was what helped Walker. He was always willing to mix it up, and Rink was just so good at closing out on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. That's what I. That's what I.
1: What probably stuck out to me most, which a um, lot of big
0: guys struggle with.
1: Yeah, you know, just his ability to move laterally mm-hmm. from left to right and um, force Lindenwood to have to dribble, drive, stop, mm-hmm. turn back around, reset. And now let let's be honest, Lindenwood's not an impressive team. No, uh, they they are not. A, t- a top ranked team in the OVC. They're not a top college basketball team in the country by mm-hmm. any means. And Nebraska has really high expectations this year. So uh, this is what should be. The, the score that we saw last night should should exactly be. Yeah, it,
0: they did what, what they were it was supposed coming in. But that's part of the impressive thing for Nebraska basketball is they often have not done what they were supposed to do right. in it, these types of games.
1: And the way that. Fred uh, brought guys in, sat guys down. I mean, he did a really good job of, of balancing having Rink out there, then bringing in Alec, and then bringing Rink back out, subbing out Alec once the game kind of got comfortable. Um, early on, obviously, both of them played at the same mm-hmm. time, but now you're giving them m- minutes in different roles, and I just think that's so crucial for transfers to try to like find a home for them. Because you can come into the season and say, like, this is our center.
0: Yeah. This is our four. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? But maybe, like, Alec plays better as a five over a four. Mm-hmm. Or Rank plays better as a four over a five. Mm-hmm. Which is probably more the case than Alec just based off pure size. But, you know, all in all, it's finding these guys a home. And the quicker Nebraska does that, the the faster that they'll get off on the right note this season. And I was just super impressed with how they spread the ball around, found the open look. C.J. Wilcher played really well. I think he had an underestimated performance, but he shot the ball super well from the perimeter. And, um, you know, without Tominaga, it was kind of like, okay, who's going to get their piece of the pie this,
0: yeah. this time? Who's going to step up and fill that void? And it was everybody. Which is ideally what you'd like to see, right? Because there's not another Tominaga on this team. There's, frankly, probably not another Tominaga in the Big Ten that could do exactly what he does. Um, There's obviously a bunch of really talented guys. Mm -hmm. But what he means to Nebraska, they're obviously going to need him this season. But the fact that they were able to survive without him, I think, is a really good sign. And and let's let's be honest here. There's... A lot of Lindenwood types on Nebraska's non-con schedule. Oh, okay. plenty. Like, and, and so doing, I get that in the grand scheme of things in the Big Ten, doing what they did to Lindenwood is not that big of a deal. But they still, they're going to play Florida A&M and Ryder mm-hmm. and Stony Brook and Duquesne and Cal State Fullerton. Like, they've got a bunch of these, and Fullerton's probably at least historically a little bit better.
1: Is that Cal State Fullerton game at home? It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You know where I'll be. <laughs> it is the Sunday after Thanksgiving, so
1: maybe you, I won't. Be. I'll say
0: maybe you won't. Be. <laughs> yeah, but you. my buddy coaches for Fullerton, so we can get him on the show. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is a this is a team that plays a lot of these types of teams. So taking care of business against Lindenwood without Taking Tomanaga. Care of business every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they that's that's pretty that's that's pretty impressive for them, especially. You know, I, I, we talked to Sauter about this yesterday. I was really unsure what they looked like without Greasel and without Walker. Those are their by far two most important players from last, mm-hmm. last year. And at least for one night against Lindenwood, they looked okay. Like, they looked good. Um, so that's encouraging for them. Hopefully, as they navigate this very manageable non-conference schedule, by the time they get into Big Ten play, they're ready to go with the newcomers. And it goes
1: back to our record prediction yes. yesterday and where they could land they come come of the season and probably need how they to, get dancing
0: yeah they need to win minimum nine non-conference games to feel good about where they're headed into conference play and that very much seems on the table I mean we are not that far removed to Nebraska losing by games one or two every year in the first few years under Hoiberg so you can't take these for granted mm-hmm. it's a lot like Nebraska football right you know We're like, ah, it was just Northwestern, or or it was just Illinois, or it was just Louisiana Tech. And it's like, you remember Georgia Southern last year, right? You remember Northwestern last year, right? You remember Illinois the last three years, right? Like, were those losses on our schedule? A lot of them, right? But you can't just sit here when you don't, when you haven't, again, like Coach Rule talks about all the time, when you haven't earned the right to not take those things for granted, but to expect wins in those situations, then you have to celebrate Mm -hmm. the wins that you do get. And I think Nebraska basketball did that last night. I think Nebraska football has been doing that this season. We'll see what the future, immediate future brings for both of those programs. But – I think you have to be encouraged by both.
1: And one last note on on Nebraska basketball, they were shooting roughly 50%, maybe a little over 50% from the field in the first half, which mm-hmm. led to 51 points. So I, I love the way that they shared the ball and found the open look. But at the same time, they held Lindenwood to just under 30%, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah,
0: so it was 24 first-half points for Lindenwood, and they shot it. First half, they shot at thirty point three percent. So right, yeah. At 30%. So right
1: at the right at the number, mm-hmm. and that just is that's just kudos to to Hoiberg's defense. Like mm-hmm. right? Hoiberg's known for defense, right? Mm-hmm. And like that that's what he. Um, even my buddy who went to the game with me, mm-hmm. who, who was like, dude, I didn't realize, like, Hoiberg, because like, he's a Bulls fan. Yeah. He's like, oh, I didn't realize Hoiberg. He's
0: like, you guys must be really good on defense. And I'm like, yeah, like, they're, they're a good defensive team. You know um, what's funny is they've, he's kind of transformed himself He has. that at Nebraska because Iowa State, it was all about, like, the pace and space offense and all that kind of thing. That's what he was trying to bring to the NBA. But I actually do give him a lot of credit. It's kind of the bizarro uh, Greg McDermott. At like Northern Iowa, Greg McDermott was this grinded out, slow it down basketball coach. Whereas at Iowa State, Fred Hoiberg was this high flying pace and space guy. And as they've gotten to their respective programs now, they've basically totally flip flopped. I do think Hoiberg wants to get more of that pace and space, but the fact that he's been able to transform himself into like a, a very solid defensive basketball coach is kind of incredible considering like his background.
1: Well, and it's noticeable to other people that don't watch Nebraska basketball, yeah, and I sure. thought that was most impressive of, of the whole conversation mm-hmm. I, had, I had with my buddy because he knew nothing. Yeah. He knew absolutely nothing about <laughs> Nebraska, but he saw Hoiberg. He knows Hoiberg, like I said, played in the NBA for a team that yeah. he grew up watching and was like, hmm. Like, he was, go- he was really good at defense when he played. He must be, like, really good at defense now. And I'm like, yeah, you know, at Iowa State, it was more like let's have offense. Mm-hmm. But at Nebraska, if you really look at their totals and their scores from the years under Hoiberg, you'll find out that he holds teams in the 60-point mark. Like, that, that's what he's good at. Yeah, And, and That's he, what
0: his teams are good at, I should say. You have to give him credit because that's, Nebraska hasn't had the offensive firepower to play the way he wants to. And again, not to make too many corollaries of the football program here, but it's a lot like Coach Rule and what they've done this year. This is not how they want to play football long term. Do they want to stop the run and be good at running the football? Absolutely. But they don't want to be afraid to pass it 20 times a game, which afraid might be too strong of a word, but they should be hesitant if they're not. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't want to have to rely. Like, I don't think the option is probably a long-term play call for them. You don't think so? Maybe, like, sprinkle it in, right? But it's become a staple of the op- Well, it, they can't be like Army. They can't be like yes, Navy. Right. They can't be like teams that we're not only like, run the we're option. We're not, like, wing T in this thing over here, right? <laughs> um, you know, shout out our guy Fred Petito, who retired yesterday. Uh, but... You know that's not their plan long term, but they look at the situation they have and they're like hey this is this is what we have to do this year and hoiberg has been a lot the same way he looks at his you know outside of last year he really hasn't had a a true point guard on this team, and really that you need that point guard is incredibly important for what he tries to do as an offensive uh, coach and so i I really appreciate guys that adjust to their players without compromising what they believe in as a coach because that's way harder than people think it is like it is one of the more challenging things to do as a coach is to say hey the thing that I want to do we can't do let's figure out something else that works for everybody that is so hard to do because coaches I'm sure you know not the least stubborn people in the world (laughs) They tend to have a very... What are you trying to say? I, I mean, I was like, you've coached a little bit. you probably got a little <laughs> bit in you, right? But it's, you know, they've done... A, yeah, you have a method to the madness. Yeah, and, and they've, they've gotten to this place mm-hmm. because that madness has worked. Right. Right? And it's, you know, I, they probably wouldn't admit this, but it's a little scary to go away from the thing that's worked, right? It's a little scary to say, hey, I know this was the idea that we had in our head, but I don't think this is going to work mm-hmm. with these guys. Let's figure out something else. Are you talking about football now again? I'm or? talking about
1: all the things, right? <laughs> I, I feel like you're talking about Husker basketball
0: and Husker football, and you're kind of and correlating life, the two. And life in general, right? man. Like, it, You know, people with their jobs, Like, if they've done things a certain way, for that's why sometimes it's scary to get a new manager or a new boss or whatever. You, you know how to do your job a certain way, whether you're a head football coach, head basketball coach, you're, you're an accountant or whatever, right? You're a salesperson. It is really kind of scary when somebody comes in and's like, hey, I want you to trust me to do this thing a different way. That's trickle-down effect. Hey, I think we need to do something different, especially when there's been any level of success. Because I know Nebraska hasn't been successful in basketball or football recently, But there is a history of success to a certain degree in both programs. And to go away from things that we know have worked, that's really scary. And so that's why I give a ton of credit to Hoiberg. I give a ton of credit to Rule, obviously, of having the fortitude to say, hey, We have to try something else, even from the thing that I wanted to try originally, Mm -hmm. and still find some level of success there. It's scary, but it's also... That's how you win in November. It's scary, but it's also expected. Yeah. Like it, it, the expectation
1: is to adjust on the fly. Absolutely. Like you're, if you're a hockey player, you change on the fly. If you're a coach and things aren't working, you adjust yeah. on the fly, whether it's in game or whether that's during practice week. And I think um, just going back to football now, the, this coaching staff has done a really nice job in doing that. And though it may be, you know, scary for the person, you know that the fans also expect you to be able to adjust and catch up to the times of what works in college football today. Uh, what worked. 30 years ago is not the same recipe that's going to be able to work today like yes it's good to kind of fall back on some of those things a little bit like touch back into uh, the nostalgia of those things Mm -hmm. Um, like if you if you presented me with one of my favorite dishes that my mom used to cook for me growing up like that's not something that I'd be like oh my gosh I'm having it like all the time nowadays like no that's kind of like a thing of the past but if you presented it to me one time and was like hey like, this will take you back to your childhood. Like, boom. Like, let's merge those things together. But I can't have my childhood all the time. Right. I have to be up to date with the new foods, the new things. And it's kind of like that in college football, too. Like, give me a little bit of the past. Mm-hmm. Give me a little bit of those those plays that used to work that people won't be expecting 30 years later. Uh, but at the same time, be able to match up well with those that are evolving with the game of college football. And – so, like, yes, that's one piece of this puzzle, but the other piece is this coaching staff can't do that with this team right now yeah. because the pieces aren't in place right. to be a, a USC, an Oregon, um, in it, it, Alabama, an LSU. Like, you don't have the bodies to do that yet.
0: Honestly, the pieces aren't even in place for it to be a Baylor when Coach Rule was there.
1: And, and that, and that, that's a good point too. Like, at the end, for sure. But that's it's also the beginning. Yeah, right, right. And so we don't want to overlook that.
0: And I do think. I mean, I think they're way ahead of where they. I mean, just look. Obviously, just the wins and losses. But even culturally, I think they're way ahead of where they were in year one at Temple and year one at Baylor, because. He hasn't had to go mm-hmm. exclusively to young guys, right? The, he didn't want to have to do that at those other places. Those were the only guys that were bought into what he was trying to do. That's the, that's the encouraging thing about Nebraska right now is that those guys are bought in to him, both freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors, everybody, That's still on the team right now. I genuinely believe is all in on coach rule and his staff and what they're trying to do. Everybody, everybody. And that's everybody. That's (laughs) the exciting thing about this Nebraska football team, because like, listen, I know I watched on Saturday and was disappointed. I know you watched on Saturday or disappointed just because, you know, before that game, it was kind of the first time in a long time that you felt a hope of something real happening at Nebraska. And, Saturday kind of put us in perspective a little bit. Kind of was like, hey, probably not going to win the Big Ten West this year. It's still on the table, right? But Nebraska's probably not the best team in the Big Ten West. And maybe eight or nine wins is a little bit ambitious in year one here. But six or seven wins, very much on the table still. Obviously, I want to win. Still a huge improvement over where they've been, right? And so it's exci you know, Doc Sadler, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exciting to be here and look at it's this. It's exciting. And it's kind of weird because even though Hoiberg though is so much further along in his tenure at Nebraska, he feels like he's in a very similar place as Coach Rule in terms of starting to get things in place the right mm-hmm. way. Because let's just – be real here with the Matt Abdomasi situation the way the roster was put together those first few years were kind of a disaster that was not I don't think what coach rule or what coach Hoiberg wanted I don't think that's what Nebraska basketball wanted they almost hit the reset button and you kind of have to give Trev some credit for allowing him to do that now maybe it's just because he didn't want to pay another buyout but Mm-hmm. But he gave he got an opportunity. Horberg got an opportunity to try again and start over when most coaches wouldn't. And mo- yeah, most coaches and most ADs wouldn't give him that opportunity. And he's taken advantage of it in a way that I think is actually really impressive. We needed to do something. You know, going back to my my food analogy, it's like Ratatouille. (laughs) You you,
1: you guys remember the movie Ratatouille? Shane, I know you watched that last night. I love that movie. I I didn't watch it last night, but I do love that movie. Where where he's like, it's Ego at the dinner table, and he takes a bite of the Ratatouille, and it takes him back to his childhood. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the moment I'm describing when I talk about evolution of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. but, yeah, no, all in all, i think uh I think what what needs to happen next is figuring out is heinrich harberg the the number one because it seemed like yesterday coach rule made it seem like he's the guy, and we're sticking with him till the end yeah um and and there was nothing in that presser, and I know we'll get into it, yeah, we'll we'll get into it when we come back, but there was nothing in that presser that had me saying. Yeah, Jeff Sims or Chubba Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard. (laughs) Chubba Purdy. Different guy. Yeah, different guy. Different football player. Yeah. Has a shot to play quarterback this week.
0: Yeah, this week maybe not, but there were some things that he said that I thought were interesting. We'll get to those and more coming up next year on Herd Out Sports Radio on ESPN Tri-Cities and AM 590 ESPN Omaha.